In a big facility, their traditional ratios are 15 to 1 and at night, 50 to 1. So when we're talking about quality of care, it's more like a 50-person classroom versus a five-person classroom. It's night and day, the care that's given in our homes. This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another No BS episode right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Naked Truth About Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Javier Hinojo. Today, we have a great episode for uh, somebody doing residential assisted living, which is the first episode, the first interview that we do podcast on that subject. But before we go there, I want to talk about our upcoming mastermind in February 9, 10, and 11. It's going to be in Guadalajara, Mexico, and it's going to be a great time. You know, you guys know the routine, get a social, and then two days of content, only half, you know, half day of content and the other half day of hanging out, going out to see some Mayan ruins or taking a hot air balloon over the pyramids or, or going down a, a mine, you know, it's full of silver and gold. Or we just might just go tequila tasting for the day. And I think we won't have any speakers that day. But either way, we're going to have a blast. You'll see the information on the show notes. Check your email. And it's that time of the year. Plenty of time. You got three months to prepare. February 9, 10, and 11 out in Guadalajara, Mexico. So we look forward to seeing you there. Today, I have Isabella Guarino-Smith. She's out of Phoenix, Arizona. She is a Sun Devil. And she does RAL residential assisted living. She's been in real estate for uh, 2000, 2010, and she's going to let us know a little bit about that. Uh, they have a lot of cool stuff, a lot of free content. We'll hit some links in there during the, the show, but go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And man, that uh, Guadalajara trip sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I hope that a lot of your listeners can go. I want to go. I'm Isabel Garino-Smith, like Javier said. Uh, I teach and train on residential assisted living. It's the only thing I invest in, and I absolutely love doing it. I own and operate three of my own care homes here in the Phoenix market, and I invest in others all across the country. And our company's mission is to positively impact 10 million people through senior housing. So I love to encourage people and be on shows just like this with awesome listeners who are taking action in the real estate market and maybe looking for something different. So an opportunity to diversify. Awesome. That's a great intro. There is so many things somebody can do in uh, real estate. Yeah. I mean, it's insane, right? So let me just ask you the question, why this niche, right? Tell me why. Yeah. It started with my grandmother. She fell and broke her hip. And so it was like, okay, she she needs assisted living. What are we going to do? It was a personal need for my own family. And really the only options are you bring a caregiver into your own home, which is incredibly expensive. You take care of them yourself, quit your job and, and do that 24-7, or you put them into a home, right? And you feel icky as soon as you say it. So we realized there has to be a better option, kind of like Airbnb was to hotels or Uber was to taxi. And so we stumbled into residential assisted living, which is a single family home being used for this instead of a big commercial facility like a Brookdale or a Sunrise, right? Those have really terrible care. And we were disgusted by everything we found like that. So we got into this just because of personal need and then 
the demographics, the trends, the statistics, the cash flow, and the impact has kept me in this. Okay, that's that's great. So just out of necessity, right? A lot of the greatest inventions in the world have come out of, you know, just a necessity, right? Somebody needed yeah. to do whatever and they just figured it out, right? Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So let me uh, ask you this question, right? You mentioned Airbnb, right? So the first thing that I think about is uh, with any kind of assistant living was like 2020 COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting sick, right? You have, you have seniors and, you know, they're a little more fragile. And so how, how did you guys uh, fare through that 2020? Actually, it was probably the best year for residential assisted living because the light got shined on what's happening in the big facilities and exposed what we've been talking about for years. It is disgusting, terrible what's happening to the seniors there, and it has to stop. And I'm happy that the news shined a light on it. And all those rules and regs where they were, you know, in New York saying you have to keep them in the facility and that all you had all these seniors dying and stuff like that. That's not the rules and regs we have to follow. We had waiting lists out the wazoo because people were ripping their loved ones out of big facilities, begging to come into our homes. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to us. We had article after article written on, you know, smaller is better and how senior housing is trying to turn to what we're doing. They're trying to make their big campuses feel like smaller homes. And it was a great time for us and really good exposure for us. All right. So yeah, that definitely makes sense. You know, if you have a smaller, you know, classroom for say, right. Yeah. You should, hopefully you should get better attention. So talk to me about that. So number one is you have like a farm of, you know, it's just like cattle, right? You've gone through a farm, right. Or you go and you have organic cattle, right? You take care of it. Nice. You're going to have really healthy livestock. Same thing, right. With school, right. If you got 40 kids in the classroom or you got 22, then it's, it's different. So Tell me the difference in on the, ra- uh, the ratio as far as like a nurse, right? Mm. And, or a caregiver mm-hmm. and like a, somebody in the home, right? Is there somebody there 24 hours a day? How many people per home and things like that? Yeah. So every state has a maximum amount of residents allowed. It usually falls between six and 16. So it just depends on the state, but the state does not have a ratio of caregivers to seniors. So our rule of thumb is four to one or five to one in a big facility. Their traditional ratios are 15 to one, 30 to one. And at night, 50 to one. So when we're talking about quality of care and you're saying a 40 person, you know, versus a 20 person classroom, it's more like a 50 person classroom versus a five person classroom. It's night and day, the care that's given in our homes. Okay. So 50 to one ratio at night. So I just started thinking to myself, I'm getting older, you know, I'm still in my forties, but I I, got to go pee. I I get up and pee at night, right? Especially if I have something to drink before I go to bed. So I can't imagine being older and having still to go pee. Yeah. But you have only 50 to one ratio. Who, who, who takes you if you need help? How do you go? And pee? that's, and that's what happens in these, in these facilities is that, you know, everyone's ringing their call bell. There's one caregiver who's trying to take care of the whole floor of everyone. She helps one person. You are like, I've got to pee. And so you start saying, she's not coming. She's not coming. So you start getting up out of bed. Now you fall and break your hip. Now your kids, right. Who are probably paying for your care are pissed saying, what are we paying for? We thought this was the best of the best. And they start looking for alternatives. And that's when you'd come to an RAL home. (laughs) So what are you guys, as far as like your model, are you guys, you do six to 16, like what type of house you're looking for close to 
you know, transportation or in a neighborhood that allows for, you know, HOA, you know, that allows, you know, maybe like a shared housing model or assistant living, you know, what are you guys looking for? Right. Kind of just on a, on a big picture. The number one thing I'm looking for is demographics. It could be the perfect home, but if it's the wrong demographics, I won't even look at it. When I say that, what I mean is average age range in the surrounding area is 50 to 70 years old, upper middle class homeowners. That is daughter Judy. She searches for mom's care, pays for mom's care, chooses which home to go to. So she wants it to be five minutes down the road from her, not 45 minutes away. Okay. So just write this down in your notes when I'm when I get old, because I think you're old when you're like a hundred, you know, maybe <laughs> you're a little bit old once you get to a hundred. I want you to put me on Bourbon Street. I mean, I just, I'm just letting you <laughs> just leave me there. Don't put me out there and you know, just throw me in Bourbon Street. I want to hear the noise. I love it. Uh, anyways, right? Just, just, just in case I ever fall into one of your facilities. Okay. Just, okay. <laughs> I'll let your son know. <laughs> awesome. So what about HOA, right? So you might have, um, you know, I know some folks that do shared housing or yeah. like battered women and, you know, maybe they have two per bedroom or not even that, just, just like a home, right? They have some kind of special home. Um, and some oh, HOAs yeah. won't allow that. Yeah. So the good thing about senior housing is with an HOA, a county, a city, a state, an angry neighbor, they can't tell you no. Because of the Federal Fair Housing Act, it's discriminatory against disabled people. By the time you need to move into an assisted living home, you need help with three to five activities of daily living, ADLs, which means you need help getting up, just like you were saying, going to the bathroom, bathing, brushing your hair and teeth, taking medication, eating. So you're considered disabled. So they can't tell you no because it's a federal law. So these are allowed anywhere. This is quickly turning into like not the best podcast because I've already said I get up to pee at night and that there's five <laughs> things that I need. If my wife listens to this, she's going to tell me you are disabled because before 5 a.m., before <laughs> 9 a.m. in the morning, I'm doing five things for you. So uh, <laughs> she does not listen to this, to this, uh, to this recording. But uh, anyway, all right. So another question. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of care, right? As far as care for your, for your residents, you know, I know there's different, right? Like I'm, I'm not sure what, how you label them, like a class one or class two, class three. One is like, you can give class two, you can give medication or class three is like, you have a certified nurse or, you know, different levels, right? Mm-hmm. Explain that to me because I, I know, you know, I know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So this, you can be licensed for assisted living, which is help with all those ADLs, right? The caregivers can pass medications and things of that nature, or you can be licensed for memory care, which is where it's a little higher level of licensing. The physical home has different requirements on it, like different locks on the door. It's a a firehouse. Like if it burns, you burn. Like it's pretty bad. I think in my opinion. Memory care? Yeah. You can't have locks that you can exit from the inside. They're all locked. Right. Yes. So, and, or like keypads, you know, that, that change and stuff. So the seniors can't, it it really is helping them because they do wander more because their, their mind is just missing. Their bodies are usually somewhat okay. So it is a different physical home in that regard, but basically assisted living or memory care can be in a residential setting. We teach and train on both of those. As soon as you need nursing home, nursing care, IVs, doctors, gurneys, now you need to go to a hospital like setting a physical nursing home, but 90% of seniors will pass in an assisted living home. Only 10% will go on to need a nursing home. Okay. Perfect. Well, I think I've had some pretty good questions, right? I mean, for, uh, 
I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, what would I use? What would I need? <laughs> now, let me ask you another question. So as far as like, you know, I'm not sure what the cost is, but helping, you know, maybe there's three siblings trying to pay for their maybe dad or mom or both parents to go to a, house, a home like this. Is there any help out there, right? You guys, is there special programs that help fund these or is it just come out of pocket? Yeah. So most seniors are paying through Medicare. They're being subsidized by the VA. About 10% of the population has long-term care insurance or seniors are relying on their cash, their IRAs, their investment, or their physical property that they're going to sell and use that money to pay for their care needs. Of course, just like you said, there's the people who say, I'm going to let my kids figure it out. Um, and there's a large category of people who are just relying on their children to take care of them. But the average cost of care in our nation today is $4,500 a month. And 70% of seniors are going to need that care for an average of three and a half years. So this is a pretty penny that a lot of people aren't necessarily prepared for. So what would you say would be the biggest mistake that somebody d- makes, right? Trying to get into this, right? Say they don't go through your coaching program. They just try to figure it out on, on their own, which number one, you know, well, don't reinvent the wheel. I, I tell everybody all the time, go find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody that's done it before. And then you can kind of follow the path and then you can put your own twist on it if you want. Right. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, what's the biggest mistake you see people making? Like, oh, they're going to, you know, all about the money or, or what do you think it is? I would say there's two things that come to mind because I've had plenty of people who try to watch all of our YouTube and TikToks and say, that's enough. I'll go do it myself, right? YouTube University. And the two biggest mistakes I always see is they didn't pick the right location that can support the income from the residents that they were expecting. So location mistakes is totally a big one. And then I think overspending on renovating the property because a lot of people are who are in real estate, they get excited about, you know, fixing something up, especially something of this caliber. These are luxury upscale, beautiful properties. Like all my homes are 10 bedroom, 10 bath homes in really nice parts of town. So they get excited about that and they go crazy with the spending and then their numbers just don't pan out very well. So I would say overspending on the renovations and the location mistakes. Awesome. So if you get a two-story home, do you got to put an elevator in it? It's my question. An elevator or a chairlift. Yeah. Chairlift. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, all right, let's talk about YouTube University. All right. right, So I'm looking at, we're going to put all this in your show notes and I see here your uh, Instagram account. It's um, RAL Academy. So I see that now and you have another follower. Thank you. Okay. And then also, I also see a residential assisted living academy.com. What is the, is there a shorter version of that? R-A-L academy.com. R-A-L Okay. So same as the, as the uh, Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. And then I also see a YouTube channel and I am going to go subscribe to that as well. All these links will be in the show notes, residential assisted living academy, R-A-L and I just uh, subscribed to that, which awesome. is- Thank you. you. just got yourself a new uh, follower on your- I didn't click on TikTok because then, then I'll just totally ignore the conversation and I'll just start going through TikTok. <laughs> we have a lot of fun on TikTok, so you'll have, you'll have to give it a look later. <laughs> I'll take a look at it later. Well, what would you say? You mentioned to me that you have um, RAL101.com, right? Yeah. That's basically like kind of some, just some basic information. Yeah. I know people can, can take stuff on YouTube and kind of piece it together- but tell the audience, like, what do you guys offer, right? Um, what do you guys offer as far as anybody who wants more information? I'm not sure if you have investors. I'm not sure if you just focus on folks 
uh, getting trained properly so they can provide a good service and make money at the same time. Yeah. So we teach and train on the real estate side of it, as well as the operations side of it. So teaching, you know, how to find the property, fund the property, whether it's renovating it or building it from the ground up, raising the capital for this, hiring all the staff so you can run it passively like I do, and really just the ongoing, you know, day to day and the, and the cash flow, the expenses A to Z. We do three day trainings in Phoenix, Arizona, about every six to eight weeks. And those have like 150 plus people each time we do them really fun events where everyone who's up teaching with me, they were past students. So they sat in the class, they learned, they went out, got their homes up and running, and now they're back to teach and train. It's not a theory or a concept. This is something we're in with you, right? We're doing it there with you. And I think that's really important. Awesome. That is that is super cool. So what does your typical like client or student look like? In our training? Yeah. Well, what are you looking for, right? Like who would be a good fit? Yeah, I would say we have large categories of two different sets of people. One is real estate investors and entrepreneurs, usually people who do really anything real estate investing, right? I would say more active to pactive, right? If you're super passive, you might not be interested in this because it is. I like that. Active, yeah, <laughs> because this this could be anywhere from active to active. This is not completely passive, right? The way I've set it up with my three homes, I visit them every other month, and I have a phone call a week. I'm the most passive you could possibly be, but still, that's active to some people. So it's not set it and forget it. On the other hand, we have a lot of medical professionals, a lot of doctors, nurses, uh, PAs. Uh, orthodontist, chiropractors who come in and they're saying like, I've got a ton of money and I hate what I'm doing. I don't want to deal with the hospitals, the insurance, the this, the that. I need to figure something out. And this is a great kind of mix of real estate and medical for them. Well, that's great because um, yeah, for sure, I can see an entrepreneur, seeing an opportunity and if somebody in the medical field say, hey, look, definitely probably a lot less work and, and hopefully a good return on their money. Mm-hmm. So why don't you give me a kind of a big, like a hypothetical, right? A hypothetical situation saying, hey, we're going to buy a house for a million bucks, you know, 10 bedrooms, 10 baths, probably more in Phoenix. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe it's, you know, we're going to update it for ADA compliance and then we're going to fill it up. Right. So kind of yeah. give me numbers. Yeah. So in Arizona, right. So one of my homes, it's a 10 bed home, right? We're charging $5,700 per month per resident. So you've got 57,000 coming in gross every single month. If it's a million dollar home, let's just say your, your mortgage is seven grand, right? We'll, we'll call it seven and then your expenses every month. So the activities, the caregivers, the food, the utilities, I mean, property insurance and taxes, liability insurance, all in 30 grand a month. That one home cash flows me 20 a month or 240K a year for me as the owner running the real estate and the business, being quite passive. Like I said, visiting every other month and a phone call a week. Awesome. Those are definitely good numbers. So um, what would you say you would spend on a house, a 10 bedroom house? What would you spend on a rehab to get it ADA? So it doesn't have to be ADA. It has to be close to it. But it doesn't have to be. So you want it senior safe. You want ramps and guardrails and wide hallways and doorways. The two properties that we purchased as single family homes and renovated them to become, they had a large enough footprint. So about 4,800 square feet and then about 6,000 square feet. So I didn't need to do any addition. I just needed to chop it up a little differently and like build out the garage in one of them, turn that into three bedrooms. So we just 
you know, worked with it in that regard. One of them, we were all in for just about a million. The property was seven ninety five, and then like two hundred in renovation. And then the other one was like five hundred, and we did like three hundred in renovation. So it, it really just depends. I know today's numbers are are crazier, but the good thing about this is it's the opportunity that matters, not the investment. The cash flow is insane in this. You you can't beat it. So yeah. Awesome. That that is a great example. I'm a numbers guy, and I like to kind of see what those numbers look like. So, yeah, uh, very very cool. So, coming to the uh, favorite part of the show, is there anything that I left out? Anything you want to add? Uh, maybe some more social media, some links, uh, anything else? No, I think we did a great job. I would just say, yeah, feel free. Just like Javier did, follow us on everything. And if you're looking for a different opportunity to do some impact investing, right? Not just making money, but you know, changing your community's life, your family's life. Maybe you have a senior in your life that you know is going to need care, or you're worried about yourself needing care and your kids not being able to pay for it. This could just be your plan for your own family to have them live in it or you live in it for free if and when you need and just cash flow in the meantime. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. Okay. So one thing that I do want to say is uh, thank you for being on the show. I try to get a lot as many women as possible in the show. It could be a male dominant. Uh, yes. <laughs> right, same thing in the mastermind. You know, I always tell all the ladies that are part of our group, hey, go find us more ladies. You know, because uh, just good, right? Like I, I already know I've been married almost 25 years and uh, would not be where I'm at if it wasn't for my spouse. So, all right, let me get you to the favorite part of the show. I am going to share my screen and let me know when you see it. Okay. I see it. All right. This is called the naked truth roulette, right? This is the naked truth about real estate investing. And this has nothing to do with real estate. It's just three random questions, right? To find out if, you know, you're not a robot, right? You're a real human, right? <laughs> We're still people, right? We're we're investors, you know. We're doing stuff outside the box. So, what makes us? Are we different than everybody else? No, we're just we're still people. We still have our same issues. And I want to ask these random questions. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Question number one. Oh, we're doing multiple. Yes. All right. (laughs) So, what is your favorite quote? Okay, it's actually a funny one. It's by Cher. And it's, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it, but it says something like my mom told me to marry a rich man. And I said, mother, I am a rich man. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Speaking about women being on your shows. Sure. Yeah. So my daughter, she just turned 18 and she was on a show to come out next, next month. Oh, I should probably do a podcast about that. It'll be on TV on Hulu, I think Apple TV, some other, some other uh, Amazon prime, I believe. Um, it's like a shark tank for real estate. So she went out to yeah. Vegas and she pitched a, a deal that she had. Uh, yes, I've heard of this show. She needed like half a million dollars and uh, it was pretty cool, right? Because she came to me with a presentation and I'm like, oh, this is a nice presentation, honey. I said, no, go go find your money. You know, don't ask dad for your money. And, uh, you know, so she went out and she she found, uh, uh, you know, she went out there to look for money, you know, pitch, pitch it, find some investors and things like that. So you got to watch the show to see if she I got I know. That. I'm excited to see it now. I've heard about that show coming out and now I'll have to keep an eye out for her. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be pretty cool. So it comes out in, in, uh, in a couple of months. Okay. Cool. No, actually it comes out in December. So, okay. all right. Make sure you watch it. See if you see me cry there. It was uh, pretty, pretty intense. My wife and I were there and it was uh, pretty intense. And uh, those judges were pretty tough. So uh, they, they went up against three. Uh, three. Uh, they were uh, her and her partner. She's 18. The other, the other young man's 19. Yeah. Going up against grown ass men, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you got to watch it. 
when I watch it, see if they, they got the money or not. What's right. your daughter's name? DNA. Okay. Okay, cool. I think she's, I think the only one of the very few ladies have been on the show. So. Amazing. Good All right, her. let's go. Let's get you with a second question. Okay. All right. So if you could take any celebrity on a date, who would it be? Idris Alba. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. The accent. Ooh. <laughs> I think this is the first time that I asked that a, a, a lady gets uh, this question on the show. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm used to hearing like, you know, uh, women's name. So, yeah. But uh, all right, here we go. Last question. All right. What is the worst chore to do around the house? The dishes. Oh, really? Yeah. Not therapeutic for me. Not at all. It's therapeutic. Uh, I love to wash dishes. I even have, I'm going to write a book one day. It says uh, real men wash dishes. Oh, uh, good. I don't know what the subject or the topic, but it's just real <laughs> men wash dishes. It, it, I just don't like to put them away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, don't like washing dishes. That's okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a part of the Naked Truth Roulette and you survived three questions. Woohoo. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. All the links to your social media will be on uh, show notes and uh, we'll definitely share this as soon as it's out so you can distribute it to your network as well. Um, anything else before we let you go? You know, our company motto is to do good and do well. So I'll leave you with that. All right. And what is your dog's name? I see him right there. Very yes. Cool. I have little Maui here. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> Maui. So my dog's name is Cashy. Oh, uh, cute. Her real name is Cash Out Refinance. That's, <laughs> That's cute. That's her real name. Awesome. Well, so nice to have you on the show. We're going to chat a little bit more before we get off. But guys, don't lose your shirt. I'm your host, Javier. Please get a coach, get a mentor. Don't lose your shirt as you invest in real estate, especially in the coming months. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools and tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time, energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You got to appreciate referrals from people, okay? Because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So. I'm going to give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're going to send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team, tracking deals, doing tasks. For everybody, it's uh, it's actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.